I've been drinking steadily for three hours to get ready for this music podcast, so... Give the people what they want. Recording this. <laughs> Coming in off the long run. Oh, fuck yeah. I listened to this the day it dropped. And Doc, I have thoughts. I have thoughts about. I'm trying to warn you about that. Aren't you on medication to stop that from happening? Welcome to Tripping Balls, your home of adult contemporary chill. Are you sitting comfortably? See. <laughs> That's nice. Because nothing you're going to listen to on our playlist this week is going to be in any way challenging. You're just going to have a lovely, gentle time. So, so are we going Are we going to run through the adult contemporary phase of this podcast first before we, before we go with last Which week? Which is all fucking three albums, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I've got, I've got thoughts about last week as well, though. Oh, okay. No, 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 let's 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 save that for let's save that for the. Um, oh, normally, in a meeting, you address matters arising from the previous. Yeah. All right, no, we'll save that. We'll save that because it doesn't match no. the energy. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about last week's content. I was very thankful for um, last week's album, at least my album, because it yeah. did break up the adult contemporary. It was a bit, yeah. little bit like somebody rocked up with a defibrillator and said. <laughs> Fucking get some of that up, yeah, yeah, fucking do. Look, I had yes. no, I had, I had no problems with um with your problematic album, but some of the stuff Adam said about Californication, uh, just holy. Adam Jesus. tried to defend Californication, you know, on the basis that it's not mm. as bad as you thought, well, which I, I think have, is I- all that needs to be said about about the the, the defense. It's like that doesn't make it good. It just makes it, you know, and. It, and I think I would say, you know, like um, Mike Schur and Joe Posnanski do on the podcast, uh, there are a few official positions that this podcast takes, and one of them mm. is that it's much worse to be to be a mediocre legacy act doing lame photocopies of what you used to do than to actually try some shit and fuck it up. And you can't argue that Californication is anything other than a that just a, a dilution of what they used to do because you can't just look at it in terms of blood sugar sex magic. You look at everything they did previous to that with Mother's Milk and fucking you know Frankie Styley and whatever else that, that preceded it. It felt like blood sugar sex magic was was kind of like the peak, and then it dropped off. You can't claim that fucking Californication was the peak because it fucking wasn't. It it might have been the peak in terms of album sales, but. Lots of really shit things are popular. So I, Scott I Morrison, have, for example. I have two theories about how Californication came to be. One was that commercial band, radio was still a thing. <laughs> the the band got into some you know uh, some stuff in the Middle East that might have ended up with them being in Guantanamo for a period of time where they had pour some sugar on me played repeatedly to them twenty four hours a day. Seven days a week Don't just for about pour some sugar six on me. months. It's a beautiful. It's a push some sugar on me is is perfect for what it is, which is total shit. But it's very good at being total shit. You know, it's perfect fairy floss hair metal nonsense from from the eighties. 
And my second um, thing was that, you know, their heroin dealer came to them and said, you guys need to make a lot more money to pay these bills. Well, now that, that was the problem with it, is that they were off the smack. They wrote their best shit. That's always been my position on Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm glad that they're off the smack for their own personal longevity, but it's fucked their creativity. Well, someone must have come to them and said, Under the Bridge was really popular. Maybe just keep doing that Just keep, just keep photocopying that on one of those old photocopiers that runs out of toner really quickly. Because wa- there is so much downbeat, sad, twiddly fucking stuff on Californication and on, by the way, and on Stadium Arcadium and presumably on whatever this new album's going to be called, Love Unlimited. It's just, uh, uh, fuck off. Well, that that's what worried me is Adam said he liked to listen to this driving. Like, is that legal? Surely that's going to end up with you crashing into a tree, falling asleep. With drool coming out of the corner of your mouth, like I, I can't see how that that'd keep you awake on a that's, long drive. That's normally how Adam hangs, you know. <laughs> just walking down the street, just drool coming out of the mouth. Adam has different musical motivations. I know, I know. Oh, look, and I'm sure this, this plays really. Maroon Five's first album. Uh, this plays really well in the Richmond Tavern, but I've just the clock no. hotel, yeah, whatever else. <laughs> Um, anyway, shall we shall we move on to the three stages of adult adult contemporary? Death, death, and death. Well, okay, you you rate them from worst to best. The oh, three I don't think you can do that because none of it. Oh, is, I definitely can. Well, I, I don't think any of it's bad. I just think I, all I of do because all do. of it just sort of washed over me. I mean, I listened to them all back to back yesterday again, and I was like, oh, I think all that thing- happened that was two hours of my life, and I can't account for any of it. I think there's a massive difference between well, Eddie Vedder and the other two. All right, well, shall, shall we talk to talk about Mr. Edward Vedder? Yeah. And the thing is that Eddie would always turn up at the end of the playlist, so by then I'd fucking got to something. <laughs> you'd you'd had enough. <laughs> I think I think what you're, what you're getting to is that there is some self-indulgent shit on this Eddie Vedder album, and it's. I don't think you're going to shock me by saying this is the greatest album you've ever heard. Oh, every time there would be like a little bit of. Uh, you know, a bit of guitar or something, you know, something to get what he get get me excited. I mean, he did do this soaring bullshit vocal that would just. But that's his vocal. I mean, the, I know, the, but, I'm, I'm not going to blame him for, for singing like he is. I'm going to blame no, him no, but for I, but writing I think boring a, shit. I think you need a counterbalance to go with his voice. I think that's why Pearl Jam sort of worked because he had these big crunching guitars, and this is just. And that's also why um, I don't know if you heard the thing that the last thing he did before Pearl Jam, which was that Temple of the Dog, um, sort of not quite a supergroup because none of them were famous yet. But it was like a, 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 he and Chris Cornell were doing kind of split vocals. Yeah, and it's too much. It's just too much. Like fuck off, Christ! We need something else. It's not a bunch of fucking dogs howling at each other. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is that, that he's clearly I mean, the way I came because the question I kind of approached this with was 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 informed by what you said a couple of weeks ago when you picked this. You said you want to find out whether you can't stand whether it's it's Vetti you can't stand or whether it's Pearl Jam you can't stand. And I was going, well, is this distinguishable from kind of recent Pearl Jam? And I think the, the conclusion I came to was is all of the any of the songs on this could have turned up on a on a late era Pearl Jam album, but. Not all of them. Like it, it, it's like these are all the songs that the rest of the band, the rest of Pearl Jam says, okay, Eddie, you can have one of these or two of these on the album, but no more. 
but instead he just put all of them together on one album. And whether he's just doing, he's trying to be um, Bruce Springsteen or he's trying to be Tom Petty or he's trying to be fucking whatever else. It's just a whole lot of ideas where the rest of the band wouldn't let him do. And that's always the the solo album by the long-standing lead singer of another act is always full of stuff the rest of the band wouldn't let him, wouldn't <laughs> let him like, do. like, no. Yes. That's why, that's, why <laughs> Muse, that's why Muse has no solo albums, because yes. they never say no. Because <laughs> no one has like, ever said no to anybody <laughs> at any stage ever. <laughs> but bloody, but clearly Jeff Arment and Stone Gossard and all them other people who you only know by name have all clearly said no enough to Eddie uh, that um, he decided to put all these no's together in a list. And my response to that is also no. Hmm. Um, the Elton John song, fuck, it sucks. It's I, fucking I, shit. I did not enjoy this album at all. I just thought it was really fucking self-indulgent. Yeah. Um, what was interesting is that these songs, the songwriting on this isn't credited to Vetter. It's credited to the whole band which includes Chad Smith of the Chili Peppers and um, a dude called Andrew Watt, who is kind of, was also the producer. And he is like one of these Max Martin-style pop super songwriters who write songs for like Bieber and Five Seconds of Summer and whatever, all, all those sorts of pop acts. And you think, well, okay, that would make you think that they'd be able to write a song that was interesting, even if it would be shitty and cheap and, and cheesy and poppy. But they don't even have that. Yeah. No, I, did, I I got halfway through this and I'm like, oh, like a little bit like that Arrested Development meme. I was like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> um, but you knew you'd made it. You know, you, 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 it was, you almost picked it to, 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 it was picked for the content. It was like, like when we would inevitably review that Chili Peppers album in April or May, whenever it comes out. We know yeah. it'll be fucking horrific. And terrible. But, but yeah, it'll we have just to put ourselves through it in order to get these jokes off. Yep. The only the only track on that I think I liked was probably um, is it Good and Evil because it sounded like it could have been off Vitalogy, yeah, you know, that kind of spin the black circle style frenetic energy. Yeah, but then that makes yeah. you think. Well, if what you're picking just sounds like, you know, early mid nineties Pearl Jam, then what's the point of a solo album? So it sounds like I'm a little bit more positive about the Spoon and Mild Orange albums than you are. Which one would you like to? Well, to no, because I'm first? I'm not as negative about the Vetter album. I think I just found them all. You know, I found it all uh, entirely pleasant. I just didn't. It didn't. It made absolutely no impact on me. So, so the Mild Orange album, right? Because the this... Dunedin's own, allegedly, just like the Feelers were, which is the Feelers were also kind of like a Powderfingery style, um, kind of adult contemporary, slightly slightly indie rock band of of around the same kind of time in New Zealand. Um, and the feel, the feelers originally formed in Dunedin, so it's in the same kind of way that Mild Orange and Six Sixty, who were kind of deeply mediocre reggae rock, um, the biggest band in New Zealand, technically formed because they all flattered together at Six Sixty Castle Street in Dunedin. Uh, these these aren't really Dunedin bands; they're just full of people who came to uni down here. Oh, oh, like I've got a I've got a soft spot for that Shins adjacent. Sort of sound. I've got that soft spot sh- machines too. Every time someone kicked me, I'd go, "Ow!" And that's why <laughs> that 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 sort of shimmery. I don't know. Th- there's a certain guitar sound that I really like, and this this has it. It doesn't have the sort of vocal. It's yeah. it's not like the Shins or uh, Broken Bells, which is the Shins yeah. sort of side project. But it, it's it's got this really. Sh- with shimmery is the word, but there, there's a certain guitar tone that I really enjoy in this album. Um, 
I just love the tone and the, and the layers of this album. I listened to it on headphones last night, and I was just like, fuck, this is right. And maybe it was, you know, the rain falling on the roof and my general sort of relaxed nature of the afternoon. But Reflective demeanour, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's, been, it's been a bit wet and overcast and relaxing here this week, and, and maybe this was the perfect album for it because I really dug this. I thought this was an excellent album. It's definitely a much more interesting take on that kind of indie pop than the fucking yacht, yacht rock revival, revivalist that Triple J keeps spinning. I feel like I, there's, I'd be there's mu- more. There's much more layers to this it. Was a, yeah, like yeah. This is. I suppose you could draw a line between this and Crowded House and a lot of other. Yeah, I guess so. Really yeah. pretty layered, unchallenging but beautifully structured and well crafted New Zealand, um, New Zealand pop. Um, I mean, you would never expect a band called Mold Orange to be particularly threatening or exciting, but it is very pretty and gentle, and I, I can kind of see why a generation that is absolutely doomed um, in terms of, you know, climate change and, and never being able to own their own homes and, you know, world conflicts and, and international pandemics, why they seek solace in, in this very gentle, reflective, um, pretty kind of stuff. Um it, it was it was extremely lovely and, and I and I don't want to listen to it again. Thank you. Okay, I, I've this got is not this, my thing. I've got this bookmark to listen to. I've actually got both this and the spoon in my long list for the year for my top five. I really enjoyed both these albums. I wonder whether I've marked them down slightly because they're so similar in tone. Like if 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 we'd listened to either of these albums with uh, an alien weaponry album. Would we yeah. be a little bit? Would we be a little bit more positive about them? No, I don't think it's so positive. I think we'd be more easily able to pick out the differences between them. Yeah, because it, it was a, a, a as we've been joking. It's been a huge slab of adult-oriented yeah. rock. Did it, oh, like adult contemporary a, a, feels. A, a, this is adult. Like the the the, ep, the the title of this episode should be adult contemporary week on the on on tripping yeah. walls because that's what it is. Um. You know, I, I can't decide which of the two other albums should be the top, but you know, Eddie's definitely the bottom. Um, yeah. So, so the Spoon album, like last yeah. time we talked about about Spoon, we sort of said what these guys they started lacked. with a hiss and a roar in their in their um, the album that had hot thoughts on it, and then they just yeah. farted to a bit of a bit of a pathetic ending. So I don't know whether this really has a banger as good as Hot Thoughts, but no, it definitely... and it, it tend to be a little bit more uh, guitar based in a lot of cases. It doesn't feel as electronic. And not not that Spooner are an electronic band, but often yeah. they're heavily electronically reinforced. So, I had a question for you: Is the Devil and Mr Jones a cover? It seemed awfully familiar to me, and I don't know whether it's just like a riff I've heard before. You're or asking me like I remember any of these songs. No matter how yeah, many times I listen to this album, not, they all not, normally all you're washed. really good on this on this stuff. Like you just like oh, you know, that's a cover. I, I think of, you might be confusing it with Mr. Jones from fucking Counting Crows. Okay, and it also yeah. might be a it might be a literary. I think it's a literary reference. Okay, right, because there's just some, there was something about there's something that just clicked in me it's like I've heard either that phrase or something before but what I do feel about this album is it felt like this had a producer it felt like someone had said no you can't do that you've got to do this like it just felt a little bit more polished from start to finish it didn't have that that late 
late era career kind of band doing whatever the fuck they want kind of feel to it. Yeah, it was. It's it's uh, again. It's it's the antithesis of what we like on this podcast is like going for it, right? So you could almost say like the last album is more a ball, uh, a tripping balls podcast. I don't know if album. it was because it wasn't that the other songs weren't ambitious. They just weren't very good. They weren't very interesting. And I think that's that tells you more about you know they're you know I, I don't feel like they went for it on the last album. But th- th- this feels like they brought twenty five songs to a producer and he's like, "This ten, these are the ten we're going to record, or these are the twelve that we're going to record, and then we're going to cut the two worst songs." Like it just felt like it had a lot more polish to it than the last album. Um, yeah. Anyway, I. I, 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 I it didn't feel like it hit this amazing heights, but I really want to go back and revisit that this album, both these albums, not in the context of Adult Contemporary Week. Like, listen to something that's completely different, and then with a clean mind, go in and listen to this album and see whether it holds up. And if you ever had a clean mind, uh, Devil and Mr. Jones was a was a okay. There you go. I would have said the hardest cut is probably as close to a. I mean, it's not a banger because it is kind of a guitar-driven pop song, but it's it's got the most persistent riff, I think. It sort of sticks, sticks with you. Uh, but none of it is... It, it is a little bit more withdrawn as an album, but, you know, it's... it's what is it? You know, it's... I enjoy yeah, it. It, you know. it, it, it. It has that... Um, it has an old-fashioned sh- feel to it, and not only because one of the tracks is called On the Radio, which is like, thanks, Granddad. Is that how you listen to music? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that was Adult Contemporary Week. We've had Sad Indie Girl Week and now we've had Adult we, Contemporary Week. We had Sad week. Indie Girl two months. We had Sad Indie Girl season. <laughs> sad Indie Girl summer, basically. <laughs> We're not going back to that again. Fucking Lana Del Rey and various other people whose names escaped me. Yes, it was. The Jezebels were involved. It was possibly Sharon Van Etten. I think she might have she might have popped up. She she sparked the investigative journalism that I did when I tried to research whether they were still making Sharons and and looked up the the fucking because uh, you had nothing else to do that way. Well, I was like, I'd, I'd rather do this than listen to the album. And I looked up, you know, whether anybody had been called Sharon. You know, what were the the frequency of names? And Sharons dropped off a cliff after about 1980, along with Karens. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I did see something today about. You know, someone that that had named their kid Karen like just before the Karen meme started, and it was just absolutely horrified <laughs> with yeah. their choice. I think it's persisted in Germany as a name, but I don't think it's been a the last Karen I like the youngest Karen I knew was somebody I flattered with in fucking Brisbane about mm. twenty years ago, twenty two years ago. So it should be forty odd now too. So probably asking to see the manager, as is the song of her people. So shall we do new tunes or shall we address the elephant in the room, which is last week? I think we just – didn't we address last week? Uh, I, uh, what else do you want to say? Californication is not a good album. And Adam's wrong. Okay. Read that, the show. That's enough. I mean, what do you want? I, I mean, I, it, it's not it, – it, Adam Adam did try, and I understand that he, he really loves that album. <laughs> he, but he, he doesn't see a difference between that and the previous Chili Peppers albums. And there is. It's just like it's yeah. a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, and they're all just they're just desperately trying to keep. It's like some of those later era ACDC albums where they're desperately just trying to keep feeding the machine and keep everybody employed. Everyone's mm. dried out and is off the gear is, that, that made them creative in the first place. Which is why that last ACDC album was such a surprise yeah. because you expected this, yeah. and you got something else. Yeah. Uh, 
I want to throw up a Joker first because it's an Go EP, it. and I've listened to a couple of the tracks, and like I really liked a couple of tracks, and then I looked at it, and it's actually an EP. Uh, it's a, um, a collaboration between Krungabin. Oh, Krangbin. Krangbin, yeah, which we which we done before, and Leon Bridges. Um, it's a five track EP. I thought it was an album, and. When I added it to my playlist and I looked at the playlist, I'm like, bloody hell, that's only five tracks. That's bullshit. Well, I, saw um, a, I saw an EP today that was an hour long, and I thought, guys, that's 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 not – I think you've, you've ticked the wrong box. Yeah, you ticked the wrong box. Well, this, this is an EP. It's 22 minutes and 39 seconds, so I can't even uh, – Yeah, like, that's that's just about yeah. – that's a taster Th- or, or min- an entire punk rock album. Yeah. So Texas Moon is the name of the EP. Uh, I'd like to throw that up as the um, as the Joker. Yeah, I did see I did see um, one of those in uh, one, uh, a track of that description in the uh, release radar or radar yep. for this week. But I not that I've had time to fucking listen to it. I can't remember. Did we? Did we I've been listening to adult contemporary shit. Did we list? Do we like that Krungban album? I think we found it really impenetrable and yeah. indul- self indulgent. That's that's my memory of it. Was that these guys yeah, are just. Like they are so far up their own ass, they are doing their own car one else could be. And I've got a funny feeling we thought Leon Bridges was a bit too I don't have a recollection of Leon Bridges, to be honest. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm don't sure think we've, we've done, done anything it. from him. Not as not as a solo act. Um Yeah, okay. So he did an, an EP called Texas Sun. Alright, this is the second EP they've done. Let's let's go back and listen to the first one as well. That won't take long. So there's a first EP called Texas Sun. And then a second one called Texas Moon. Oh, so we'll add them both as a as a yeah, like a, as, as a little a, um, like Valentino Rossi's old helmet, the sun of the moon. It's, it's <laughs> all right. It's, so it's, what? Are, what are circular, you, filling what, the flow? What would you like to go for the new music this Let's, week? I'll do that uh, Midnight Oil album. Mm. Resist, uh, and and you know, with all the caveats about old Gen Xers shouldn't be allowed to do protest music. You know, if they haven't actually had a crack to try and change the world. In Garrett's defence, he did try. He actually did try to change the, the world. He he tried to do it from within the system, and the system fucking ate him and spat him out. So <laughs> yes. um, I, I still remember being told by a friend who you know, votes votes LNP that um, it is still a friend somehow uh, that it, that Peter Garrett definitely had blood in his hands because of the, the pink bats thing and I'm like yeah he literally physically killed people with the pink bats yes. he, he, he installed them, them down. himself he physically did it himself not the fucking because that was all about negligence from you know in the workplace it was all about you know ununionized workplaces that were dangerous and, and you know all that sort of shit but apparently no it's, it's Peter Garrett's fault for the pink for you know something about pink bats yeah so People right. will believe whatever they want because of, because red versus blue football team. So I have a little uh, a two phase thing with this. My my pick is um, Methyl Ethel's new album. Not an artist that I'm particularly super keen on, but we have this um, WhatsApp group of live music. You know, sort of people from the alley days and and some some younger peeps as well that that love the live music and and. She is quite popular in that phase. And the reason I sort of put that up there was uh, they tore down the arena this week. Um, and anyone that, that went to, you know, to music in Brisbane, uh, this was like this huge concrete box in the valley. 
It was a there ring, was that... wasn't it? It was it was a concrete ring. Yeah, when the, it was a it, box with a ring in it. It was because I remember seeing oh, my body memory of the arena was uh, I think I saw real big fish play there right. with someone like the Porkers or Area Seven or something on someone on the um on the undercard. Yeah, I think I've also uh, saw, like, I think I also saw Jet there. Yeah, it, it was like the just under the festival hall level. It was very big for like regurgitator and bigger and than the res- zoo, smaller than festival. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bigger than the zoo, yeah. but like regurgitator and resin dogs and and that sort of uh, you know that 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 was sort of their home for big shows. I saw Salmonella Dub slash Fat Freddy's there. I saw Moby there. Uh, it, was, it was kind of a little bit up. The, it was sort of a little bit out of Fortitude Valley up the hill towards um, yeah. Bowen Hills. Is it? Uh, towards no, the, the tra- No, it was just past the train station. Was it? Oh, I remember it being much further than that. But yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was just past. Walking the Walking around station. in the valley tended to make you know time tended to dilate. You tended to think you were you know spending a lot more time because it was. It always but, felt but, like I'm about to get shipped for my kidneys. But it's not like it's been sold. It has literally been. You know, torn down with the bulldozer. So well, that's, um, the, that's the Queensland tradition. I mean, that's what they did with the Cloudlands. Yeah. You know. uh, it's not, so, it's not yeah. like it was any great fucking. You know, it, it wasn't like Festy Hall. Like it was some kind of great. Um, I mean, it, it was important to us, but you know, it, it, it was. It was probably. Yeah, it best. was just a concrete box. It's funny though that it doesn't have the romanticism of the zoo, but I actually think it. That's like, also because uh, the zoo had tended to have smaller bands who, who were either on the up and up or, you know, the, I think of the bands that I saw at the zoo and they're like the Black Keys when they were first touring or fucking Even or Spiderbait or something like that. They, they, they didn't tend to be the big shows, but they yeah. tend to be much more intimate. Whereas at the arena, my memory is being up on the fucking balcony and the band are kind of, you know, it was basically like being at a festival. Yeah, uh, but I actually think it was probably more important for bands like Resin Dogs and Powderfinger for taking that next step. Yeah. Y- y- you know, for being a little bit more of a professional band. There has to be some intermediate um, idiot step between that and playing the fucking River State. <laughs> it, like, a, a funny thing in my sort of uh, evolution as uh, like my musical development and, and what I was into um the Hilltop Hoods played there as part of um, oh, what was it? I'm trying to remember the name of the competition, but there used to be like a scratch competition, like a, a like a DJ wars. And, these and days, so there's just a bar called Scratch, which is quite a good place for me. I can't remember what the, what the actual competition, but they would always have like a headliner act that would come in and do like a set, and then all the all the DJs would do their scratching. So what one of one of the artists that used to play the mic sound nice said, "Oh." I think I've got your next band for um for the for the mics, you know shows. You should go and check these guys out. They're, 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 I think they're pretty good. They're you know on their way up because that it was always a short set. It was like a, a really short set, um, because you know obviously the the actual DJ battle was the the main attraction. So anyway, these co- these guys from South Australia walked out and the the power had just played the Lions at the Gabba and absolutely fucking pants them. And so I'd watched the game and I was in this. Foul mood because back there I actually cared about AFL. Foul mood from you know watching this South Australian side touch us up. Walked in, <laughs> these guys walked out on stage and went, 
how about the fucking Port Power rooting the Brisbane Lions? And like everyone in the crowd's like, oh, we don't Who? fucking care. We're here, we're here to watch. We're rather, the Adelaide rather... Rams did what? <laughs> yes. Like, and then and then there's me at the back of the things going, I fucking hate these I'm guys. I'm gonna fucking these guys- gut you like a fish, you fucking cunt. <laughs> these guys are pricks. I don't fucking want them on my venue. And then they started playing. I'm like, oh fuck, they're really fucking good. And yeah, straight like literally on the Monday, I rang their rang their manager up and said, oh, you guys come up and play Mike Sound, nice please. You guys are fucking good. Um, but yes, it was not the most uh, auspicious way of meeting a band <laughs> but I, I reckon I was the only person in the room that actually it, understood what the fuck they it, were talking about was aware that they, well yeah <laughs> and then three or four years later when when Port actually beat Brisbane in a in a grand final and I'm I'm sitting in the beer garden at the alley and and, and the band members rang me up there was a speakers. beer garden yeah yeah it was just back. concrete and more concrete yeah no we had we had one downstairs out the back and uh, they rang me up and put me on speakerphone and, and got the whole body I'll fuck off Bezo and then hung up on me. <laughs> so that was well, I'm glad you made an I- a fucking impact on these people. <laughs> anyway. You must have um, been insufferable. That's all I can tell. Is that you must have been, for the years where you actually won the flag, you must have been really unpleasant to, to get that kind of response. Like, yes, how things have changed. Like, can this, like, everybody in this bar, can you all tell my, uh, this this dude we know in Brisbane who's a Lions fan, can you do all tell, you must have been fucking winding them up during the week and saying, it's, yeah, hit my dick, you fucking cunts. Well, three, three, three in, a- in my hoodie. Three did years you mention that this that this band is the Hilltop Hills, or did we did we not mention that? I band? don't know if I did. Anyway. No, no, that was this, and that band was the Hilltop Hoods. Went on to be deeply mediocre. Um, anyway, so that's it. That's our three new albums: Meth, yes. Lethal, uh, Krungman and Leon Bridges, and some chaps called Midnight Oil. Never heard of them. Yep. U.S. forces give the knob. <laughs> it's a setback for your country. Uh, all right, Doc. Lovely to talk to you. Yeah, and you, sir. It's always it's lovely to talk to anybody at this stage of my life. That's right. We might all be dead by nuclear winter by the time this oh, episode I think we'll comes be out. Fine. I think we'll be fine. This is just a pissing contest between a whole bunch of dudes with very small dicks. Yes. And on that Normally note- we just play State of Origin for that sort of stuff, but <laughs> apparently now we have to invade Ukraine. Yeah, maybe maybe we should just in uh, like get Ukraine and Russia to play rugby league, and we'd all be fine. Yeah, I think I got a feeling like they're there in the um, the rugby league World Cup, being what it is. I suspect there are Russian and Ukrainian teams, but it's just full of dudes from fucking Dapto and Orange. <laughs> Ukraine and the membrane. Uh, it's time to go. All right, talk. See ya. Good night. <laughs> I think I think that might be one of the rare episodes where I talked like twice as much as you well i gave you gaps man i was very aware <laughs> i actually this came up in the with adam it was like I, I sort of became uh much more aware when i was editing the most recent episode that 
at one point, I know I was just talking to fill space to put off you talking because I thought you were going to come and tomahawk <laughs> yam on, on an album that I kind of liked. And then when I gave you a window, you came and said, yeah, I love this. This is fucking brilliant. I'm like, <laughs> oh. fucking give people a window to get into. I think I even so, called the episode Never Give Them a Window or something like that. The, the funny thing is, is all my friends- are dead? Won't talk to me about- <laughs> My friends what, won't what, talk to me. They might as well be dead. What? Won't talk, to me, about music. Dead. Won't talk to me about music dead. anymore because they think I'm Because you're a really, punisher. <laughs> they, think, they think I'm really judgmental about music. And it's like, I'm actually, like, I listen to so- You give everything so, a try, but- I, I listen to so much different music now. I, like, I, But that does I, make you more opinionated. It does, like, it makes you much more easy to figure out, oh, that's this is not going to be my thing. But I actually think this is the album, right? This is the album that gave people that impression because I like if someone comes up to me and goes, oh, "I love California Cash, my favorite Red Hot Chili," but I just fuck it, I will not like. I don't care if you're my best friend or someone I've just met. I will, I will go the hammer. I just, I, I cannot countenance this being a good album. I can't. It's just, I mean, terrible. It, it, it could be an adequate album. But it's never going to be better than the albums that are better than it. That's the problem I have with Californication is like this can't be any better than just dead average because what it is is a washed out version of the better albums that they did previously. Mm. It's it's like fucking it's like claiming that Austin Powers three is the fucking highlight of the series. No, it's not. It's just the same jokes photocopied. Yeah. So yes, my um, I yes, love uh, gold. I've caught, I have this really bad reputation of being quite judgmental and it's like I'm very chill about this stuff. I don't I don't really care that much. Well the problem like, is no. that if you've recorded saying, you know, this is shit and this isn't shit and, and it happens to be something that people like. And that's the point about music is that music opinions are like assholes. Everyone stinks. <laughs> well I also some think people our, need to wash theirs out. Our Desert Island Discs <laughs> Episodes. Oh, yeah. That that was fucking seven years ago. I mean, I stand by everything I said, whatever it was. I was very drunk. (laughs) I don't think think we were that. I just think we just didn't. I just think the problem. We didn't agree with people. We're like, yeah, I don't. I don't. I I think we did. I didn't. I I think we didn't agree with people in a very, very. I don't. No, I don't think. To be honest, I don't think it was that bad. I really don't. I have. I've had right. cause to listen back to that because we we reposted it in one of the because a couple of years ago we were doing a thing where we were after we changed hosters essentially when we moved to Omni some of the yeah. older stuff had dropped off so I was yeah. reposting some of the the older stuff and I think I reposted the um, Desert Island Discs, Discs episodes, um, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I remembered because what I remembered was that I was really drunk and I was incredibly abusive but that wasn't. I, it, it wasn't. We didn't sort of present people's desert island discs and said, "Oh yeah, I totally agree with that." It was like, "Yeah, I don't see that." Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. And, and like I said, music is incredibly subjective. That's true. And everybody else's music is wrong. All right. Well, I enjoyed dunking on Adam. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, he, this could go on forever. He'll just come back and, and probably claim something else that he, he that uh, is better. Definitely hard. This this will run and run. Alright, All right. I will uh I'll talk to you next week. See you doctor. Cheers, man.